I need everybody in here to help me do it right now. Come on. He's healing me. Healing me. I'm going to Come on, I need you to lift yourself up out of that mess that you're in right now. Come on. Some of you have been down so long. Come on, make up your mind right now. I'm going I can't lay here and die. I got to seek after him. I hear his voice calling me right now. He's healing me. I'm coming to you broken tonight. I'm coming to you wounded tonight. I'm coming to you right now. I need your presence in my life. I'm going to worship you. Yes, I am. He's healing me. Come on, the blessed Lord at all times. In the midst of 
spite of every test, every trial, I've made up my mind that I will bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is November the 9th, 2019. It's the second Saturday in November. And I bring you greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. We say welcome to all of our returning listeners, even our new listeners. We say the Lord liveth and blessed be the rock, and let the God of our salvation be exalted. Today it's our prayer that this worship service, this worship experience, will encourage and draw you nearer to God. Uh, This one thing I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. 
I want to remind you that Refuge from the Storm Church is a a ministry of hope, a ministry of encouragement, and a ministry of purpose. And it's our desire to reach targeted individuals in North America and, in fact, all around the world. Uh, It's Pastor Millicent's heart's desire to allow targets to come together to worship God in beauty and holiness. If you don't have a permanent home church in your community, this is a place where you can come together and lock arms with other Christian brothers and sisters and worship our God and our Father. He is our God and we are his people. So we thank you for being with us today, and we ask that you please come again next week. God is our hope, and our hope anchors our soul. God is our peace, and his peace surpasses all understanding. God is our refuge, and he comforts us in our troubles. God is our strength, and he strengthens us in our weaknesses. He's our joy and his presence is heaven in our heart. Thank you for coming, and please, please, please bring a friend with you next week. Today our worship service serving team consists of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and she will deliver the preach word of the hour. Please pray that every, every word that she has prepared, every thought that she has uh, considered for us, is brought forth and that she leaves room for the Holy Spirit to speak for us as he chooses and he leads her today. So please pray for her as she prepares to come. Today our worship leader is our capable Elder Carolyn uh, Cunningham, and Elder Carolyn will lead us in our devotional period and in our invitation to giving. And our Pastor Millicent will lead us in our invitation to discipleship. Sister Helena Thompson serves as our manager of TalkShoe, and Sister Helena prepares all the beautiful recorded music that you hear, including the prelude to worship, which begins about 15 minutes prior to worship service. So if you uh, would like to come prior to worship and just spend some time meditating on the Lord and seeking his face, Before worship began, she prepared a whole series of beautiful music uh, tunes for you to listen to. And Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey is the assistant talk show manager, and she's responsible for all of the operational issues associated with talk show. And also Sister Helena will lead us to the throne of grace for altar prayer today. Just briefly, I'd like to give you the announcements for the coming week. We'd like to say for all of our veteran TIs, thank you for your service as we celebrate Veterans Day this coming, um, it's on the 11th, November the 11th. So thank you for your service, and we are, are in prayer for you. This coming Wednesday night, please join us for our small group Bible study led by Pastor Millicent. Uh, we begin at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific time. Our unit title is Faith Leads to Holy Living, 
and our subject title this week uh, on November the 13th is Faith That Sets an Example. And our scripture background is 1 Thessalonians, the first chapter, uh, verses 2 through 10. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter uh, 1, verses 2 through 10. Also, please join us for early morning intercessory weekday prayer beginning at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, please join us. There is much power in uh, a, the agreement of prayer, so we invite you to join us for early morning prayer time, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday mornings. And as a reminder, although we don't have all the details in place, Minister Juanita, uh, uh, the leader of our prayer ministry, would like you to be paying attention to the newsletter for a variety of prayer opportunities for those of you that don't have an opportunity to meet with us on early morning prayer or uh, on Wednesday nights. We'll be starting our fifth Wednesday night prayer time in lieu of the small group study. That's the fifth Wednesday night of each month. And then we'll have our quarterly time of wailing prayer where we will have about, an, I believe, an eight-hour period of time where we come together and cry out to the Lord for things that are concerning us in our families, the world, our region, whatever you have a heart to cry out to God for. Then beginning of December, Minister Juanita will lead us in a period of prayer each Saturday morning, but that will be the second Saturday of each month beginning in December, only the second Saturday of each month. And a reminder, through the end of the year, our prayer focus, and we ask that you please take an opportunity to look at the newsletter and read through the scriptures that have been laid out for us to consider. Our prayer focus will be our spiritual and numerical growth in the body of Christ, where we're asking you to be in agreement in prayer that we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things will be added unto us where we lift up Christ and he will draw all men unto him, where we pray for a spirit of unity, we continue to pray for a spirit of outreach, a spirit of benevolence, where we continue to pray for a spirit of hospitality, and we have a burden of intercession according to God's will where we pray for others and we stand in the gap for others always. Uh, also in the newsletter, that's our daily prayer guide uh, for the week. So please include that in your personal prayer time. If you need prayer during the week, as always, you can reach us on the church's email address, refugefromstorm at AOL, or you can go to the church's website, which is refugefromthestormchurch.org. Now, those are our announcements, and just before I say that, if there are any other, uh, if, if you'd like to reach out to Pastor for any reason, please take advantage of the website uh, that Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey has helped bring together for us in such a, a great way. So please, if you want to request a newsletter and you're new to the call and you, ha you don't receive that or you want to send comments to Pastor or give her encouragement, please do that through the uh, website. Thank you very much. So we thank you for your attention to the announcements.
And now we, if all of our hearts and our minds are clear, we will go higher in the worship service, and we ask the, the Lord to inhabit the praises of his people, and we invite the Holy Spirit to come and manifest his, his presence in our praise, in our worship, in our prayer, and indeed in the preached word. So after we have heard uh, a recorded opening song, Elder Carolyn will lead us through the rest of our service, through the rest of our worship service. So please, please be blessed today as we worship the Lord in beauty and holiness.
Scripture selected today is taken from uh, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 1 through 12. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going, By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being the director of our lives. Though we cannot see you, we thank you, dear Lord of all, for manifesting your presence in our lives in all ways. We praise you and we thank you for the beautiful nature you have given us and the good earth you have created and given us, given to us. Help us to be good stewards of it and help us, Lord, to look for your love 
and kindness in each other. Through faith, through the power of your Holy Spirit, we thank you for your gift of faith to believe in you and thereby giving us the desire to do your will and not ours. In doing this, we accept that you will reward us with your riches and your glory. We thank you, Lord, for giving us faith in you to face each day with you in charge, knowing that we are targeted. Please increase our faith to let go of our concerns regarding the enemy that lurks in the background. For you, Lord, are in the foreground always. As Deuteronomy 31.8 tells us, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Thank you, most holy one, for being our ultimate protector from all evil. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Now let let us listen to the praise and worship song and preparing our hearts to hear the altar prayer which Sister Helena will offer today.
moment, please. Precious Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that whatever we go through, whatever we bring before you, it matters. And it's hard when family and friends and even well-meaning Christians don't understand us, what we're going through. We always have a place to go to because you always understand. We know that it matters to you. It doesn't seem to matter to anyone else. We praise you today for who you are and thank you, Lord, for being our friend when we have none to turn to at times. Family lets us down, friends do, unintentionally, oftentimes. Father, you never let us down. You may not always come when we think you should and in the way we think you should. But as we say that you're you're an on-time God, I ask that you give us the patience to hold on to your word and to continue to trust you no matter what. I pray for every caller here today that has made it, those that weren't able to, Father, that you'll touch each and every one, that there will be a song, a word, something that will touch their hearts that they can carry and possibly hold throughout the week, Lord. Because sometimes we just grasp at things and we need a song or a word. And I just pray that you would recall those things to us as we go through our week. We're not here gathered together, Lord. I thank you (laughs) that you reminded me this week of a childhood song that we used to sing. It just says simply, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I have come to depend upon the Lord. Sometimes we don't understand why we're going what we're going through, Lord, but I think deep down inside, whenever I want to question you, that if I hadn't gone through and then not going through this wouldn't have brought me as close to you as I feel that I am I always thought that I was close to you before but going through this has caused me at least to become so much more dependent on you and Lord, I thank you that you're there for us each and every time we call on your name. Father, we just pray for all TIs around the world and on our call today. Pray that you will bring peace, restoration of our bodies, our souls, our minds. Pray that you will whisper to us as we sleep. Father, lift us up when we're down as only you can. 
pray for the homeless today, those TIs that have no home to go to. Father, I haven't heard from Rhonda, Lord, and I just pray that she is safe. I'm hoping to hear from her soon. And any others like her may now have a home to go to. Father, I pray that you send someone there to find them a home, a job, a meal, Father, if they are hungry. Remember, Father, today the children, the youth, those that have been taken into trafficking or prostitution, Father, I pray, Father, that you will rescue them and help them to find their way home to their families or friends or anyone that can love them to you, Father God. I pray, Father, that you would keep their lives safe, that you will wrap your loving arms around them and let them know that you are with them. Just turn the service over to you, and we ask you to bless it by your Holy Spirit for everything that's said, sung, every word spoken. Father, will be only by your precious Holy Spirit. We pray for Pastor Melissa and that you will bless her message, that you will bless every word that she speaks to us, and that you will give us ears to listen to hear, to learn, to discern, Father, to carry us on through the coming week. Thank you for blessing us with such a pastor, Lord, that is as loving and kind as she is. Thank you, Lord. This week when I needed her, she was there for me. really needed her. I just pray that you bless her a hundredfold in return. All that she does for all of us, for those that we don't even know about, those that she never talks about, brags about. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a pastor who's both weak or as physical pain goes, but she's strong in you. And she's a fighter. She's a warrior. You gave us a warrior as a pastor. And we ask that you lift her up each and every day, every hour, every moment, as she needs you, Father God, that you will wrap your loving arms around her when she calls on your name, when she's in physical pain, emotional Lord, give her the strength. Give her the healing that she needs. Pray for your loving touch on her life. To continue to take care of her father, her mother, excuse me. Pray for Reverend Jones. Pray that you will continue the work in him, Father, that you will give him the strength to come back and minister to us yet again one day. Father, we thank you for all the good things that you've given us, that you brought us through this week and allowed us to gather in this place together, Father, that you gave us this church, Father, that has been a rescue from our storms. Thank you for every friend that we make. 
in this church. Thank you, Father, for all the words of kindness, those of us that lift each other up when we need it. Father, thank you for giving us that kind of friendship and a place to go to, Lord, when we feel lost and we need someone to talk to about what we're going through. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you died on the cross for us. Thank you for being our friend when other friends let us down. Lord, that you're going to do a mighty work in our service this day. And it's in your precious name we pray it. Amen. Let me down because I ain't depending on them. Thank you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lena, for presenting our concerns to the Lord. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in the targeted community and that we have financial needs to accomplish our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to the targeted community. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, please contact either the pastor, Reverend Milson, by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com or contact Sister Gloria, our esteemed administrative assistant at refugefromstorm at aol.com or go to our website at refugefromthestormchurch.org. Thank you. Now let us prepare our hearts and minds and souls to receive the message by listening to a praise and worship song in preparation for Reverend Dr. Millicent to deliver our weekly message. I need the Lord to guide me every day. Oh, my God. 
Good evening. Good evening. I'm experiencing a lot of interference this evening. Please hold everyone for Pastor Millicent to return. Pray for this interference to stop. Sister Helena, would you please play a worship song? And then um, if Pastor Nelson comes on, just stop it. Would you mind doing that? One moment. Thank you.
Both of my both of my um, devices are, are being taken so Just add me in. I appreciate it. We, we can hear you now. Just for me, let me do stop the recording, please. As we wait for Pastor Nelson to come back on, let us pray. Our Father, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Please join me. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth, earth, as it is in heaven. heaven. Give Give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread. And forgive us our sins. As we forgive those who trespass against us. us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. evil. Amen. 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 Sister Alina, can you play another song, please? Yes, if you could give me a moment because they're, <laughs> yes. they're kind of harassing me. Uh, just one moment, please. Sure. Thank you.
Thank you so much, Sister Helena, for covering for us and with such inspiring music because God is there just when we need him most. I believe if I ask for a show of hands this afternoon, every hand would be raised to attest to the fact that God indeed comes in just when we need him most. I want to give honor and praise to God my Father, to Jesus my Lord and Savior, and to the Holy Spirit. I join Sister Gloria in welcoming you to our service on today. And then I move on to the acknowledgement of our ministry team, who I am always proud to announce and to say thank you to. Our ministry team comprises of the associate ministers, that's Elder Carolyn Cunningham, Minister Juanita Purdy, Reverend and Minister Terrence and Pamela Wilson. Our Bible study leaders are Minister Juanita Purdy, Sister Cheryl Harvey Miller, and myself. Our worship coordinator is also Sister uh, Elder Carolyn Cunningham. Then we have our wonderful and precious advisor, Reverend Dr. 
Robert E. Jones, who also serves as the mentor for this ministry, and we request your prayers for his health to be restored. He is having some health challenges that has gone on for the better part of a year on and off, and he's in need of our prayers. Then there's our talented administrative assistant, Sister Gloria Sturdy McGill, who prepares that newsletter that we receive each week, and she carry out some other very important duties for the ministry, and we appreciate her for that. Sister Helena Thompson and Sister Cheryl Harvey Miller. Cheryl, am I getting that right? Cheryl Miller Harvey manages the calls each week, yeah, that's and I correct. Would... <laughs> thank <Harvey>. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I would like to personally thank each of you for your commitment to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. I also want to thank all of you who were so gracious in sharing your gifts with me during the month of October, which was being recognized as Pastor Appreciation Month, I did indeed feel appreciated. Uh, you never can tell what people think of you until it's time to share of their gifts with you. And it's such a blessing, such a blessing that you all think so highly of me. I do indeed appreciate each of you for that. To God be the glory, we live all across these United States, from California to Maryland and Washington, D.C., from St. Louis, Missouri to Ohio, Massachusetts, Kentucky, North Carolina, Washington State, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, and even Canada and the United Kingdom. And yet we all work together by God's grace through a conference call. And by his grace, we are able to share in the work of the ministry. This afternoon, I, I'm telling you, it's been how long now? Seems like it's been forever since I've, I've preached a, a message. Gee, the first Sunday in October, I think, was the last time I was able to share with you all because of others who were gracious enough to preach throughout the month of October. And so we are back here today. Coming to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 26a. And I'll be added in, in the message, Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3, though I won't be reading those verses at this time. So verse 24 of 1 Corinthians chapter 9 reads, don't you realize that everyone who runs in a race runs to win? But only one winner gets the prize. Run like them so that you can win. Everyone who enters an athletic contest goes into strict training. They do it to win a temporary crown, but we do it to win one that will be permanent. The King James Version calls it one that is incorruptible. So I run, but not without a clear goal ahead of me. Let us pray. Most holy God, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you, O oh God, 
that we are still standing, we are still praising, we are still rejoicing. Oh, God, we are still giving you glory and honor. We are so thankful to, for who you are and to you, oh, God, for seeing us through our hard times, seeing us through our sad times, oh, God, for seeing us through the times when we can't sleep, we can't get enough rest, oh, God, whatever it is, the need, Father God, you are there, and we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Father, that in spite of whatever comes at us, Lord, we are able to look unto you and unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, knowing that you see it all, the God who sees, El Roe. Father God, we just look today into the mirror of the word, asking that you will change us. For that's the promise in the book of 1 Corinthians Of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, God, it says, as we look into the mirror of the word, we're changed from glory to glory into the image of Christ, your son. So, God, today we present to you ourselves. We are presenting ourselves to you, oh God, for the change that is promised as we look into the word. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of the message this afternoon is Going the Distance, Going the Distance. There are all kinds of races that test strength and endurance, like wrestling, tennis, or golf. Soccer and rugby are now in the running as viable sports for entertainment. The Olympic Games recognize people for all kinds of strength from jumping to sprinting to ice skating and swimming. The NFL has the Super Bowl. The Major League Baseball has the World Series. And the NBA has the championship game. Each race competition has its own set of rules. The participants train per the requirements of the strength and of the game. For each sport, Practice makes the difference. The swimmer has the length of the pool to travel. The runner has the distance between the start and the finish line. The ice skater has the circumference of the rink. The jumper has the height of the bar. Missing practice means sitting out of the game for a football, baseball, or basketball player. Each sport has its requirements for playing, and money is usually involved in being disqualified. Today we find the Apostle Paul defending his position as an apostle of God who has the authority to teach and lead in the service of the Lord. He uses the analogy of the Greek games to compare the spiritual race that a Christian must run. Corinth is known for the Olympic games that are held there. There were requirements for these entering, for those who are entering these games. Age was one factor. You could not be too young. And citizenship was the other. You had to be a citizen of Rome. So it is for those entering the race for the crown of life. You must be known in heaven as saved by the blood of the Lamb. No unsaved person is even allowed on the track. 
But rest assured that each person who enters this Christian race has a coach who has gone the distance. Therefore, he knows the road. In September, the ministry team had a mini-retreat in which our own minister and Pastor Wilson were the facilitators. They talked to us about leadership and what makes a good leader. At the end of the talk, Minister Pamela showed us a clip from a movie that had been produced by Christians, for Christians, to encourage us to not fear the obstacles in our lives. This movie was entitled Facing the Giants. The summary of this film read, a losing coach named Grant, who was a Christian with an underdog football team, faces their giants of fear and failure on and off the field to surprising results. The coach had begun to teach his team to have faith in God, whether on the field or not. When in despair over the strength of their next opponent, the team is given a dramatic example of what it takes to go the distance. This is where the five-minute life-changing clip of the death crawl was shown to us. I can't encourage you enough to go to YouTube and watch this clip. What I can tell you about it is that I was able to see firsthand what it must look like for those of us here on earth who is suffering while running this race. In talking about the upcoming game and the opposition, they could expect from that team the coach hears one of the players griping about the playoff against the Giants. Grant tells his players that they are not inferior or lacking in ability and that nothing is impossible with God. Grant, the coach, asked that player who was complaining to show himself and the team that they can go further than they think they can even when carrying a heavy load. The player was asked to crawl on his hands and feet, not his hands and knees, but his hands and feet. For 50 yards, carrying another player on his back. The coach asked for a promise from the player that he will not quit. The crawl began. The coach is standing and moving beside the player, as the crawl gets harder, the player slows down and begins to cry out from the pain. As the player moves slower, the coach gets closer to his ears by bending over to encourage the player to keep going. Soon the player passes the 50-yard mark, but the coach does not say, you've done it. No, he tells the player to keep going. The player starts to declare that he can't do it. It's too hard. And by now, the coach is on his hands and knees and right in the player's face declaring to him that he must not quit. The rest of the team and assistant coaches who were sitting on the ground waiting for the teammate to give up is now on their feet and walking towards the pair that is on the field in the crawl. This pair matches it, makes it to the end goal and learns that not only 
Did they go the 50 yards, but the entire length of the football field before the coach would allow him to stop? The moral of this activity was to prove to the player and the team that they can go farther than they think they can. They could last longer than they expected, even by their own belief, and they should never think that someone else is stronger than they themselves. With God, all things are possible. You have to make up your mind that I'm going the distance. Of course, you and I have a personal coach. His name is the Holy Spirit. He's operating under a mandate from Jesus <coughs> to see if if you can <clears throat> to see to it that you can make it to the end zone. I thank you all for praying for me. <coughs> Obviously, the plan of the adversary is to go from thing to thing to thing to thing to see if he can stop me. But I declare today, I'm going the distance. Amen, amen, amen. So Paul tells us, everyone who enters an athletic contest goes into strict training. They do it to win a temporary crown, but we do it to win one that will be permanent. So what is the training plan for one who is running in the race for the crown of life? The first plan is to deny yourself. Hebrews 12.1 tells us, since we are surrounded by so many examples of faith, the King James calls them a great cloud of witnesses. We must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially sin that distracts us. We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. We have to put aside our own timidity. We have to lay down the propensity to get angry or frustrated. There are some people we'll have to let go of. We have to get rid of those that slow us down. Sometimes we've got some loved ones that we can't talk to on the phone like we used to in some places that we can't go anymore because it distracts us from the task. We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. God would not put you in a race without there being a crowd of witnesses to the truth that you can make it. We don't need spectators, those who are there to see what brand of sneakers you're wearing, if your hair is tied back, if you're clothes fit properly. We don't want those who started and stopped along the way in order that they may satisfy the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, or the pride of life to distract you from running in this race. God has graced us with the presence of saints who ran and they won. They are those who washed their robes white in the blood of the Lamb, those who came through the tribulation and withstood the trials of life. They'll have on the long white robes and the crown of jewels on their heads. The second thing we have to do to prepare to run this race is to keep your eyes on Jesus. Verse 2 of Hebrews 12 says, We must focus on Jesus, the source and goal of our faith. 
He saw the joy ahead of him so that he endured death on the cross and ignored the disgrace it brought him. Now he holds the honored position, the one next to God, the Father, on the heavenly throne. Think about Jesus who endured opposition from sinners so that you don't become tired and give up. Everything you would go through in this life, Jesus has gone through to be able to be your advocate at the throne of God. When you need an example of believing faith, we must consider Jesus. Jesus believed his Father enough to die for the world, to have salvation from the grip of Satan and his demons. Jesus understood the assignment, much like Charlie's Angels. You'll remember that weekly series who was asked each time they were given a new challenge, do you understand? Jesus knew that he would be despised and rejected. He knew that his own people would not believe in him. Jesus knew that the cross was waiting for him and that while on that cross he would be separated from his father who was in heaven. Jesus knew that he would have to endure the mocking and the scourging of the crowd. Jesus knew that when he gave up his throne in heaven, that he would not have the same respect down here on earth. But Jesus came with the determination to go the distance. In the late 1990s, there was a book that many in the Christian community had in their homes. This book was entitled, What Would Jesus Do? It was published in, in several forms, a book, a movie, and even a bracelet. There were cups and bookmarks and car bumper stickers asking the question, WWJD, what would Jesus do? This movement was started by a youth group in a church in Holland, Michigan, who used this motto to remind them of their commitment to live a transformed life. When faced with questions or challenges before acting or responding, the desired habit to be formed was to ask yourself, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus give up, sit down or quit? Would Jesus throw in the towel, say it's too hard, that the road is too long or that the going is too rough? Jesus would ask, for strength. So that brings us to the third thing that we have to learn to do as we train to stay in the race, and that is to run in the strength of the Lord. We can never forget who we are fighting. The Apostle Paul tells us first to be strong in the Lord, and I'm going to be paraphrasing what the Amplified Version of the Bible reads from Ephesians 6. Draw your strength from the one who declares, my grace is sufficient for you and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, you must be empowered through your union with him. Then we are reminded who we are, who the enemy is, and that we will encounter him along the way. We'll be facing the schemes and the strategies and the deceits of the devil. But the scripture reminds us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, 
But we are contending only with physical, not only with physical opponents, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. To be able to go the distance, we must therefore put on the whole armor, the complete armor of God, so that we will be able to resist and stand our ground in the evil day. And having done everything that the crisis demands, you must still find yourself standing in place, fully prepared, immovable, and victorious. So stand firm and hold your ground, having tightened the whole band of your belt of truth with personal integrity and moral courage. You must have around your waist and upon your breastplate the righteousness of God. And I looked it up because it uses the term an upright heart. And it says that an upright heart is a man or woman who is upright in heart when he reaches forward to those things which are before him and forget those things which are behind in order that he might maintain right faith and purpose until the course is finished. You can't be pulled aside by by the things that have happened to you. You can't allow people to make you forget what your goal is. You have to let them go and press forward. No matter what it takes, if you have to take one step at a time, take that one step. If you have to crawl, crawl. If you have to run because you have to hurry up and get there, run. But whatever it is, do that and keep the faith that you can indeed finish the course. Then it says, having strapped on your feet the gospel of peace in preparation to face the enemy with firm-footed stability and the readiness produced by the good news. The good news gets you ready. Did you hear that? So that means you've got to spend some time in the Word. That's where you'll find the good news. That's where you'll find the encouragement that God gave Jesus and the encouragement that Jesus gave the disciples. And then you'll find the encouragement that the disciples give to you and to me. Above all, lift up the shield of faith to protect yourself from all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Y'all, we get those arrows all day and all night. But then we are to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. By wearing the clothes that God has provided for you in this race of life, you will be able to go the distance. My last analogy for the day is yet another movie that came out recently, and it's entitled Overcomer. I've shared with some of you before about the movie and the dramatic way in which so many lessons are learned by several people, not just one. But the scene is yet another race that we're going to be talking about. The star is a young woman with asthma who happens to be the only member of a cross-country team of runners. The young woman has lost her mother and lived with her grandmother when her father came back into her life. 
It turned out that her father had won that state same state championship that she was about to run in when he was in school. You must see the movie to get all of the tear-jerking seconds of each scene. However, the near the end of the movie, the race takes place, and Hannah's father, who is near death, is given the opportunity to coach his daughter from his bedside using a tape recorder. I'll share with you just a few things that Hannah's dad told her on that recorder. He told her, first of all, how to pace herself. He told her where the pitfalls were and how to overcome them. Then he told her which racer to overtake at what point of the race. Hannah's dad told her that she should be encouraged and that she was not alone. Then Hannah's dad told her at what point to give it all she had. And Hannah won the race. What is Jesus saying to us today? First thing Jesus is telling us is to pray. Stay in contact with the Father through the vehicle of prayer. And Jesus said we can use his name when we're talking to him. The second thing is to focus not on the problem but on the problem solver. Remember Peter and Jesus walking on the sea? Peter did not begin to sink until he took his eyes off of Jesus. You will hear many things, but the only thing you should pay attention to is you can make it. Don't stop now. You have what it takes. It's too soon to quit. The third thing that he would have us to know is we should ask for help. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He will guide you along the way that you should take. As we walk by faith and not by sight, Bishop Paul Morton tells us that the Spirit will help you carry your load and that he sees what's up the road so you can go the distance. In this song, Yield Not to Temptation, the chorus says, Ask the Savior to help you. He will strengthen and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. The last thing that Jesus would have us to know about the race we're running is that I am with you. Egypt was a place where Moses had to go believing that I am was with him. Moses not only had to go back to tell Pharaoh to let God's people go, But he also had to go to see Pharaoh nine more times before the Pharaoh told Moses to not come back anymore. When the tenth plague caused Pharaoh to let Israel go, Moses had to believe that I am was with them. As Pharaoh and his soldiers were trying to catch them to bring them back to slavery. Now figure this. How can three million men plus women and children on foot outrun chariots and horses and armed men because I am was with them. Do you hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you today? You have been equipped to go the distance. No matter what comes up, what comes out, what comes at you, God says you can make it. 
I know it hurts. You are sleep deprived, assaulted in ways that cannot be discussed. God sees every strike of abuse. God sees every tear that falls, and God knows who did it. He hears every plot, plan, and scheme to entrap you, and God knows when to spring the trap. He knows when to open the prison door and when to allow your enemy to destroy himself. God has planned for you to go the distance. For those playing in the Super Bowl, the World Series, or basketball playoffs, the team that wins gets a ring and money for each player. But only one of them receives the trophy as most valuable player. Thus all ran, all of them played, but only one won the prize. Not so for the Christian. Jesus is the one who won the prize. But the benefit is for each one of us that runs in this race and goes the distance. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Millicent, for your message of hope, going the distance. Excuse me. As a prayer to secure our spiritual future with the Lord in heaven. Now let us listen to the praise and worship song as we reflect on the message. The invitation to discipleship to be offered by Pastor Milton will follow.
Hallelujah. Fight on. You can go the distance. God has given you what it takes. Perhaps there's someone who's listening this afternoon who has not made the commitment to Christ that will allow you to be able to go the distance and to win the prize. The scripture says that though all of them win, some of them are running for a prize that is corruptible a crown that will fade away, and others are running for a crown that is incorruptible. It will last and last and last. That's the crown that we're offering you this afternoon. If you are willing to accept the invitation to join the family of God and to become a member of the body of Christ, remember that Jesus loves you. He's in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, at the end of their road. Some steps to take on the road to salvation is one, admit you can't save yourself from sin. Two, be willing to repent, to turn from sin. Three, believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. And four, invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. If you are at that place of wanting to pray, to make a commitment to Christ, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I know I can't save myself from sin. I know I am not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. The next step after you have united with either Refuge from the Storm or a Bible-based church is to read the Bible. Start reading. We recommend the book of Ephesians or the book of John. They're good places to begin to become acquainted with the benefits that you have now come into or or is able to take as your own by inviting Christ into your life. And the last thing is to email us at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org to become a member for prayer, or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Nelson. Now let's listen to the closing hymn. It will be followed by remarks and benediction, which Pastor Nelson will offer and will conclude our service at that time.
And we are all standing on the word of the living God because the word is promised to hold us up. I pray that you've been blessed by the, by the service this afternoon. I appreciate, again, so much all of you who helped to bring this service to those who are listening. Our ministry team are very important to carry out this service and also to, this, to the livelihood and success of the church. Again, we invite each of you to become a member of Refuge from the Storm Church. Then you will be able to have the rights and privileges of a member. 
and that's important to us that we get uh, have have you to come in and make that commitment to stand with us and fight this battle of bringing the services of the Lord to the people of God. After the benediction, oh, I want to um, remind the ministry team on this Monday evening, if you can carve out the time in your schedule, at 8 p.m. Eastern time, we will have a a meeting. Uh, We need to talk about some of the things that are coming up uh, before the end of the month, and we need to try and get some things in place. So if you will meet us uh, on tomorrow evening, at 8 p.m., those who are members of the church, I would appreciate it. Also, we want to invite you to join us again on next Wednesday morning, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at uh, 6.30 Eastern time. It's our early morning prayer time. Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern time is our Bible study. And next Saturday, we'll be back here again for our church service at 6 p.m. Eastern time. If I've covered everything, I'm going to ask uh, Sister Cheryl or Sister Helena uh, after the benediction if you will end the recording and then we will have our prayer time if any needs prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, we pray that what has been said and done, God, in this worship service is pleasing in your sight. Father God, we pray, I pray for those who are on the call today, God, asking that you will meet the needs, asking that you will make ways, God, asking for you to open doors to heal bodies, oh God, to heal their lives and their relationships. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you will heal their finances, oh God, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for each person's home, God, and for their family members, their extended family, asking that you will take care of them, Lord, making, asking, Father God, that you will open for them, oh God, again, the hearts of love that has kept them together down through the years. Lord, we pray right now for a canceling of the plans of the adversary to destroy our lives. Lord, your promise to us is that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we shall prove to be in the wrong. God, your promises, this is our heritage as your servants, and our righteousness is of you. And so, Lord, as we go on into the night and into tomorrow and into next week, Father, you promise that you will go before us to make the rough road smooth and the crooked road straight. God, we pray that you will defeat our enemies before us. And grant us your peace in Jesus' name. Amen.